a podcast promoting female musicians and artists. Today, I am joined by Caitlin Harnett, who leads the Americana-infused folk act, Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me on Women Who Rock. Thanks for having me, Matt. During these COVID times, you've actually been keeping pretty active. I saw that in, I think it was in June, you played what I think was the first show back at the Lansdowne. So I'm really interesting to know how does the kind of I saw there was a crowd but it was restricted so how is the vibe of the crowd when you have these kind of like strict social distancing um rules being in place Um I think what I've found is that it really it it does depend on the band um I think fortunately for our band I've kind of come from playing solo so I've been you know having to do that kind of awkward in-between song chatting, (laughs) which I think I've gotten better at. And um, I think that really benefited us for our shows because I was able to just kind of like have a a chat with the audience and kind of get them into that vibe and get them feeling like they're part of the show. I think that's the really important thing Um, because obviously, you know, they're, they're sitting down, they can't stand, they can't dance. So I think just, you know, making them feel like they're they're with you on stage is really important. So you have to take your banner game to the next level now yeah. that we have these yep. interesting times. <laughs> so it, it was seated. Yep, seated. And spaced seats, like two like, metres uh, apart or whatever? Yeah, one, 1. 1.5, two metres. Um, wow. And I don't know, I kind of, by the time we hit the stage, I was, I was by the second set because we kind of did two, like, really long long sets two two shows I'd had you know a few beers by the time it got to the next one so I kind of had encouraged everyone to stand on their chairs because I was like you know there's no rules about standing and dancing on your chairs sure stand and dance on the floor but maybe if you're still in your sectioned little chair you can stand and dance on it so that didn't really go down very well um (laughs) oh right okay (laughs) Well, are there rules? I don't know. It's hard to know what the rules are. Um, but then obviously I think, you know, the Lansdowne were obviously scared that that would be a, like health and safety hazards. So instead we got everyone to just turn their chairs and ride them like horses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which worked. Sure. I mean, I feel as though if you have access to Young Henry's on tap for the first time in yeah. quite a while... <laughs> Then riding a chair at a social distance <laughs> conference this might be fine. That's normal now. It was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> um, I saw a video of you at the Tamworth Country Music Festival and I think that I guess the performance must have been very different to when you were performing there because that was yeah. pretty manic. <laughs> it was. We kind of got everyone up on stage and oh, it was really special. It's a really, really great festival, really fun. I guess it would really depend because do you think that the audience, if it is 
you have these kind of everyone's riding a chair or something. <laughs> it's a kind of distance. Do you think it would make the audience more attentive or do you think that that would level would kind of, I guess it would depend on the type of music as to how <laughs> they like respond? Their, as in like their focus when they're riding a chair? <laughs> uh, not necessarily riding but more just in a situation where the room's not like shoulder to shoulder yeah. completely packed out. From like a lot of people that I've spoken to after our shows, um, they find it, they're really enjoying it. Like I think there is still an element of, of it being, it feeling weird and maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable at times. But for the most part, I think people are really enjoying be, being able to sit down, not being touched, you know, by other people or getting slammed into or, you know, they can just sit and focus and watch the show and listen to the songs and listen to the lyrics and, you know, maybe get to know the bands a little bit better on a different level. I wonder what would happen in like a black metal mosh pit in these times. Yeah, that would be weird. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they just sit in their chairs and kind of like throw down, like they kick their legs and stuff. You know, the old, I don't know, I used to be a little emo kid when back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> just what do they call it? Throw down. Isn't that the dance? I'm, yeah, I think so. I'm just picturing them doing that in a chair. With sort of uh, with a 1.5-metre buffer yeah. around for safety what at all times. Safe, safe mosh pit. But you kind of had, I guess, quite a broad COVID experience because you've been doing these live shows. I saw you played at the Factory Theatre a couple of days ago as well. Yeah. Um, but you've also had the experience of doing it's like streaming shows from home. I saw you did something for a series called Solo and you played uh, one of the Isolades as well? Yeah, yeah. Isolade was the first one that I did. Um, that was so great. It was so, so nice. But a little, it is distracting having having people commenting. Like it's hard to not look at, at the people commenting as you're playing. Okay. You know, do you know what I mean? There's like the story, I don't know if you have Instagram, well, I assume you do, but when you play, people can comment and you're watching, mm. like you're looking at yourself on the screen as well. So you can see all the comments and it's kind of, it's quite distracting. It's, but it's really nice. It's really good for your ego, but like really <laughs> hard for your performance. <laughs> but you're getting the feedback in a different way, I guess, because I mean, in yeah. all times it would be people like screaming that or yelling yeah. at the crowd. Yeah, I wouldn't do like, them that well at a show, you know, when you're on stage. You have to like look close and zoom and yeah, yeah my long distance vision isn't great so I probably wouldn't be very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of approaching the show, um, if you think about like doing a pretty raucous um, band show compared to being in your lounge room in your Ugg boots, I guess take us to 10 minutes before the show and how you're feeling. What are the differences between those kind of two environments? For the for the Lansdowne show, I was so nervous. Like I've never, it's been like such a long time before I felt, felt you know, that amount of nerves before mm. a show. Um, I think because, yeah, just knowing that it was a different format knowing that people were going to be sitting down and kind of, yeah, being more focused. So that was kind of scary but really, really nice. It was nice to feel to feel those emotions. And then I guess, yeah, when I'm at home in my Ugg boots, I'm just very chill, feel fine. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I've actually heard some people say that 
they were kind of more nervous by doing the kind of streaming shows because it's such a weird, different environment. Yeah. I think I think I I probably spend a little too much time on social media. I'm I'm fine. I'm very comfortable with with um social media. So I'm often putting up ridiculous videos that I regret uh, <laughs> the next day. But um, so I don't I don't really find that too intimidating. Okay, which again may or may not be related to the flow of Young Henry's exactly. Um, in terms of, so I guess we've spoken about the differences between the performance, but over the last five months, things have been so different. I'm interested to hear how that has impacted on your writing process and I guess just uh, creative thinking in general, the fact that you're not like on stage every weekend and you're kind of at home so much more. That's actually been really, really positive for me. It's probably been one of the best parts of covid um, we were playing so many shows beforehand, often like one a week or, you know, at least three a month for a time there. And that was really fun and I love that. But when you're working as well and playing shows, it's kind of it's hard to write. And so this has been really good for me. I bought myself a desk and I've been sitting at my desk every day instead of working, which is not, well, I mean, I guess I'm working, but I'm not working my boring nine to five job anymore. Mm. Um, so I've been really creative. I've written a bunch of new songs. Um, I've been working on releasing some old songs. So it's been a very kind of like fruitful process for me. Kind of given you more time to take stock. Yeah, it's given me a lot more time to take stock but also to I guess kind of get in touch with myself again because I think I'd lost a bit of my creativity or lost myself in in there a little bit so it's been really nice to find that side of myself again. I'm glad to hear that we can say that something positive has come from <laughs> 2020. That is writing songs again ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's all worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a million to one, bad to good. <laughs> Speaking of you and your songs, let's have a listen to one of your songs. Great. I'd like to take a track now uh, from Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys. This is the most recent single from the end of last year. It's called Make You Feel Blue.
that was Make You Feel Blue by Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys. And we mentioned at the start, Caitlin, about in January you played the Tamworth Country Music Festival. Yeah. I went there a couple of times as a kid in really? the like early 2000s. Me too. But I have, I've never been as an adult. Oh, you've got to do it. Can you give us a rundown about what happens when you're not like a 10-year-old at that festival? <laughs> well, I grew up going to that festival too, so I would have we probably ran into each other. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And I yeah, didn't probably didn't love it that much when I was younger, but now going as an adult, I love it. It's honestly my favorite. It's like Christmas to me. Every every time January comes around, I, I'm just so stoked to get to Tamworth Country Music Festival. There's kind of like a really cool little hub at the Tamworth Hotel. Luke, the venue owner, he just looks after us all and he plays the best, you know, Americana kind of rocky folk music, um, books the best bands, and we all get to stay up there for free and he feeds us and pays us really well and we just have a week of, you know, shenanigans in Tamworth wait do you stay at the hotel or yeah Yeah. oh wow it's so amazing it's just like service that you've never had before (laughs) and it's also like every night at the end of at the end of the night um Luke kind of kicks everyone out of the pub and then everyone who's staying there and like all the bands and stuff can stay and he sets up a piano in the middle of the front bar and he gets this guy to come and play piano and just sing like whatever songs you want, like cover songs. He's just like a walking jukebox. <laughs> okay. So it's pretty loose. We end up, you know, on the bar, dancing around on the tables till, you know, three or four in the morning. It's a pretty pretty big week. <laughs> just like Christmas. It's honestly better than Christmas. How diverse? I've often wondered how, because it's called the, the Tamworth Country Music Festival, yeah. But in terms of the genres on display, how diverse is it? Look, I don't really leave the Tamworth Hotel because that is kind of like right. my kind of Americana style country music. And then when you venture out further, it's pretty country. But, like, that's so much fun. Like, if you're with a group of friends, like, dancing to country music is, even if you don't love country music, it's just... You can just have fun. Everyone's there, you know, so, so stoked to be listening to music. Um, Pretty, pretty wasted as well. And, yeah, you can have a good time. I hope it's on next year. I know. Well, we've, I've been in touch with Luke and he's hoping to have us back there at the Tamworth Hotel, but who knows? That would be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we can only hope. What I want for Christmas the Tamworth Music Festival to happen. All you're asking for is a, a large country music festival in regional Australia. <laughs> it's not too much to ask. It isn't. It 
It's not 2021 yet though. I'm interested because I know that you have been looking at multiple songs that you've recorded and you've been, I guess, the creative juices have been flowing. So I'm interested to hear what does the kind of the rest of 2020 look like for Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys with releases? Well, we're actually about to announce um, a new single. So you're, I guess you're the first person that's being told this right now. I'll have to get in and announce it before. <laughs> it's hot off the press. <laughs> hot off the press. We're going to be releasing a single. Maybe I won't say when it is yet so it's still a surprise. Um, but we are going to uh, announce a release of a new single. Um, and then I'm looking to release our album in November. Oh, right, a full yeah. length. Yep. I'd kind of had been holding off because of COVID, but now I've just decided, fuck it. Sorry, can I swear? You can say whatever you want. <laughs> fuck COVID. I'm just going to release it and happy COVID times, everybody. And, yeah. <laughs> and then when you do the launch, we can all go to the Lansdowne and dance on chairs. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, yeah, it's been um, almost five years since the the last yeah. uh, release full length album, so that's very exciting. Yeah. Year. You have a single, so it's going to be a productive year. It will be. It will be. It would have been more productive earlier on, but that's okay. We've just got to work with what we've got now. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. That the next single that's going to drop pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it too. time for the segment tell me a thing where i have a list of seven topics and i ask you to choose one of them and tell me something about it the topics are musical equipment recording equipment poetry patty smith punk rock death and politics so caitlin can you please (laughs) tell me a thing i will tell you a thing (laughs) about death okay i was I think yeah, the death just stood out to me. It's been a it's been a funny couple of it's been a funny six months with COVID. Aside from, you know, dealing with a pandemic, I've had I've actually had to deal with a couple of deaths of people that I really care about. So I think when you sent me that list, obviously death just kind of stood out in like big black, big black mm. letters. I don't even know what I want to say about death. I guess it's I've I've found the more that I've the more that I've experienced death, the the easier it not the easier it, it comes it be, like it becomes, but you kind of find yourself becoming a little bit numb to these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then feeling guilty and 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 going through those feelings of like why aren't I why aren't I why aren't I reacting in this way or why aren't I taking this in a certain way? Um, so I've kind of been thinking about that a lot lately, how people process death and and that kind of thing. And I, guess, I think it's yeah. going to say I think it's interesting. I mean, we've kind of been Homo sapiens for like 
100,000 years, maybe 200,000 years. Yeah. But the way that we've interacted with death has, over the last, like, 200 years, has just completely changed. Yeah. So it's no longer something that we really are exposed to on the level that we were so long ago. Yeah. So I guess it can kind of rattle your world when you are exposed to it. Um, yeah. I think it definitely, like, obviously, I think for me with whenever I've experienced death of, of, of people that are quite close to me, I go through that, you know, that there's the first couple of days where it just doesn't, nothing kind of feels real. And then that's when I get those feelings of guilt of like, why aren't I, why aren't I processing this properly yet? Or like, what's going on? Why am I okay? Um, and then I think with death, it's just like that slow, it's such a slow process when you lose someone like it, it, and it kind of doesn't, it's kind of an everyday thing that you just get through and and think about every day for, for, for a very long time. But it's also a beautiful thing. I think, I feel like, you know, we don't really choose when we come into the world or go out of it. So you know, I guess you kind of just have to look at look at it as this. It's just life. It's part mm. of life. <laughs> it is a part of life. Well, it is. And I guess from by doing this segment in the podcast, I'm kind of getting the vibe that I mean, we don't really talk about it. Uh, I guess if I didn't have this segment, then we definitely would not be talking about uh, what's been going on for the last six months or just death in general. Yeah. But I kind of feel like people do want to talk about it, but it's just we don't do it. Yeah. Because it's so far removed from our everyday life. Yeah. I think I think for a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people in the music industry right now I think are, are hurting a lot um, with losing a really amazing human human being, Mr. Maxim Skillbeck Porter. I don't know if you know him, but um, that's been a very recent loss for a lot of people in, like, the Sydney music scene and he was yeah an incredible incredible human being and my sound my sound guy for the last five years um and so I think at the moment at least in in all the groups that I'm in like we have been death has been kind of something that we've been talking about a lot and and processing together which has been special as well as as really sad (laughs) Mm, well yeah I'm sorry to hear about that and Thank you for talking about it, though, because I think. Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to, kind of wanted to mention his name, as well for anyone. I don't know if anyone out there knows him, but you should go and listen to his music. It's Max Porter on Bandcamp. Maybe we can put a link. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe we can put a link. Yeah, definitely. As long as as well as as your music as well. Oh, that would be lovely. Max's record is definitely one of my favorite records of of the year. Well, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Check it out as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about your experience during these pretty wild times. Thanks for having me. Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of Do As We Are 107.3.